Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Mobsters, creeps, and crooks. Men in tights come after you and still you're off the hook. For those who scare and terrorize, it's the dawn of a brand new day. You some can simply call us the one and only birds of prey. That's a that's a catchy little jazz isn't that, ditty. Isn't that nifty? And I and, and up until the point where she says Green Lantern, I wasn't entirely sure if it was actually about the Birds of Prey. Yep, 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 yep. That is, uh, this was from uh, Brave and the Bold oh. is where that popped up. So uh, Where's that coming yeah. from? Uh, Big Kev? Oh, there it is. You know radio. Turn down the volume. I didn't do it. There we go. Yeah, there's a whole, a whole sequence I caught in Brave and the yeah. Bold where they like they, they end up in a uh, in like a, basically a, a mobster club. And then they find themselves on stage, and they're like, well, how do we get out of this? <laughs> like, oh, this is how. <laughs> yep. And an ensuing number happens. Yeah, we have to do something about this camera position. Because it's literally me over on the left, and I think I see Arrow as the focus in the center. And I see PK's hand, and I see uh, OG's table. Well, I mean, we're in OG's, uh, OG's uh, studio here, so Arrow, certainly a... Uh... No, I know that. Viable focus. Yeah, that's better. No, I mean, literally this one. <laughs> yeah. This arrow here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got that. You know, sometimes it's hard to set it up. This is, not, this is not an exact science. All right. No one's complaining. This is the kind of camera setup you have which you when you have, you know, I'm just saying Mike we, stands on a snack table. When that's what I'm saying. When you're paying top dollar. Yeah. You know, you, you, you want to be able to see something other than this room. Hey, listen, I could screw the camera to the piece of wood and then use a C-clamp to attach it to the shelf. There you go. You know, I <laughs> I happened by uh, uh, Uncle E-Rock's place, and he was showing my his little camera yeah. setup. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, you know. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I just found it entertaining. Well, you know, the $100 tree bush out back, I guess, was, was blooming that week. Ooh. Anyway, we're not here to talk about other people's shows. We're here to talk about our show. Yeah. This is uh, episode 493, and uh, we are calling this one, PK, it's all yours. Full Metal Casket. 
Ouch. Yeah. Wow. Rough week, huh? I'm, a really I rough feel week. feel a little gross that I came up with that one. Yeah, yep. well. Just, just a little. That's Only right. a little. Hey, do you think PK is a little gross for coming up with that one? Give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-BKGS. And you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. I mean, of course, our Learmy beloved uh, in the intro to the show. Yep. Yeah, right. there is no racial bigotry here. Here we are all. What is it? We are here all. Here you are all equally worthless. worthless. There you go. So so yeah. So Arlie Ermy went. Um, what, I guess midweek last week, right? So like Wednesday or Thursday, so, wasn't it? It was late last week, I think, or was maybe it, even over the weekend. Oh, was, I I, yeah, I think it was closer to the uh, little, little weekend time. I, uh, wasn't yesterday, was it? Like no, yesterday, no, yesterday was, was Harry Anderson. Was Harry Anderson yeah. at sixty-five or whatever he yeah. was. Can you believe that shit? No. What did he? What did he go from? Do we? Do they we, haven't said. They haven't said yet. Nope. Right? They all, just all unknown right now. Yeah, they just found him dead. I saw um, a video that uh, it was a Facebook live stream that what's her name did. Um, Marshall Warfield? Yes, Marshall yeah. Warfield. I was oh say yeah, that, I saw that, a yeah. tweet from her. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know she talked about. She talked about how nice Harry was to her and how hard it was to join the show after there had been two prior bailiffs that had come and gone on and, the show. And literally gone because they both died they both in away. the role. Yeah. Selma Diamond was first. <clears throat> I don't remember the name of the woman who replaced her. It was also a great character. Right. Yeah. Um, and she also died in the role. Now, so. she, she, was a ba- she was a bailiff. Yes. Right? So mm-hmm. what was Bull? He was also, also a bailiff. bailiff. He was also a bailiff. Yes. Okay. Okay. Probably the the senior slash lead bailiff, I guess. And, yes, uh, and uh, the other one was the backup to the uh, to him. But yeah, Harry Anderson. That's 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 sad. Yeah, my favorite show. I know. And he dies on my birthday. Yeah. Well, you know, at least it wasn't John Larroquette. No, that but... would have been more devastating to you personally. I think so. I think so. You have, I, anybody you have a... from that show? No, of course. But I feel like uh, Larroquette is like. You've talked about him more over the years. If you've never seen Night Court, John Larroquette. Yeah. I don't know if he won Emmys. I'm guessing he did. Oh, he definitely did. I I have never, and I have watched a lot of fucking TV in my time. And I have never seen a character, a performance. I, I mean, really, just the development of a character, the way John Larroquette developed that character on Night Court. And was it only on for three years? Did I? Did no. I Night Court was on for, for like 12 years. to like 92, Oh, I thought I, I read yeah. three seasons. Yeah. I'm like, no, there's no, no way. No it was a long time. A lot longer than that. A no very way. long time. Yeah, a really long time. Yeah. <sighs> like, I can remember, yeah, I can remember very distinctly, um, you know, making sure that I was available to watch. Uh, I had to get all my homework done. Right. In grade school, uh, when I was watching the finale, you mean correcting homework? No, I, well, my own homework, yes. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I just remember, I, and I just like, and it yeah. really it doesn't run anymore. I don't think it runs in syndication it's anywhere. Not, is it on Hulu? Or it any of isn't those on Hulu. No, it's on no. a. There's a some Crackle? cable some cable company has a Laugh Channel L A F F that it's been running on. Okay, uh, but I have no idea what provider that is nope. on. I've only seen the name of the channel yeah. itself. And they've done they did three seasons 
on DVD, and all the seasons are available, but they're like the Warner Home. Yeah, yeah. You got to order them. So. Yeah, but that service is great, though. It is. That service is reasonably priced. The packaging is still pretty solid. Did you see what they put out this week? No. The Orbots, Mighty Orbots Complete Series. I don't remember the Mighty I Orbots. I know you don't. I know you don't. No. Yeah, right wow. around the same time as the Transformers. So. Yeah, definitely. Don't. I remember the GoBots. Yep, I know. I remember the Transformers. Nobody remembers the Orbots. Well, but... you were a little bit older than us, so no, your no, memory, no, you no, know. sir. It was shared with me mm-hmm. by an older person. Sure. So. The older person is you. Is it, is this, if we really, do we got to put up pictures on the website? I mean, I mean, if have we people have to. guess who's older? And I, well, I mean, I, I don't think it'd be that hard to figure it out. I don't think so either. Graybeard. <laughs> nah, that's right. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not handling Harry well at all. <laughs> um, yeah, he was a magician. Yeah, he. Right? Uh, Harry. Harry was responsible for so much of my my character and so much of my work. When I first started in magic, Harry was was one of the first people I. Uh, he was one of the first people that I learned stuff from, and uh, and and many of his routines were things that I did and were staples of of the work that I was doing. Uh, he has a, a three card money routine that he put out that uh, I it was the first really complicated piece of card magic that I, I sat down and devoted the time to, to learn the routine and uh, and and eventually take it out to the world to perform. And uh, it was a staple of, of my restaurant work and uh, and anything that I was doing. I, I, I often close things with that. And um, uh, also used to do his needle through the arm trick, which okay. um, there's some really great. Harry Anderson magic related stuff uh, that you can you can bounce around YouTube and find. Uh, I don't think his, I've ever seen his magic. Yeah, it's he's fun. It's um, uh, he's probably one of the be- one of if not the best of the comedy magicians of the eighties and nineties. Um, which you know it's it's a very shitty lot of people and a very shitty lot of shitty people too. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of not very kind people in that in that mix of. Of magicians and performers, and hard to say magicians too, because uh, Patton Oswalt in his rants about comedy magicians, he's like, you know, learn a magic trick and tell some dick jokes, or uh, you know, be a magician and tell some dick jokes. Like it was, he, uh, it was kind of this weird in between world of uh, of magicians came in and started telling dick jokes, and hey, we're we're doing the comedy circuit, and then vice versa, magicians were starting to uh, com- comedians were picking up magic tricks, sure, and all of them just generally sucked or were just pricks, right. Uh, Harry pioneered, not pioneered, but Harry really kind of nailed down this, this character and, and the comedy magic thing. And, uh, uh, the Harry, the hat, the character of Harry, the hat was, On was Cheers. not, was not a, his Cheers character. Yeah. It was his character. Harry, the hat was, was who he was. He was the wise guy that performed and scammed and swindled. And, uh, and it's, it's, he did just some really great, great stuff, put out some wonderful books, um and uh yeah he really he influenced so so much of what i did and i uh i i lost it i absolutely lost it yesterday and i i said it on twitter and i said it on facebook that it, the hardest thing about this age that i'm finding is is your the realization the miserable realization that you, our heroes yeah. and the people that inspire us and the people that uh that we we drew our uh our our are guidance from uh, they're not the immortals that you <laughs> you've you've known them to be your entire life so it was uh i i legit cried over this one yesterday and uh this is hard this is yeah. really fucking hard i i big kid we were having a group conversation earlier today via the text message and and kev said something about uh you know is pk okay 
uh, a magician died and I haven't heard anything from him. I didn't even realize you meant Harry Anderson. Yeah. I actually Googled. I'm like, who passed away? And yeah, then, and yeah. then I made the connection after. Um, his, yeah, I, I gotta uh, look. I gotta first, seek out some. His, of his primary stuff. passion yeah, was was to magic, and then uh, his his performing outside of that was uh, he, which he was also wonderful at. Yeah, he was fantastic in it. Uh, Dave's World is uh, is mm-hmm. something that you, yeah. you know, everybody falls to Night Court because it's it's certainly his most visible, most recognized. Dave's role. World was but Dave's only World was fantastic. Three seasons. That oh, one went okay. short. Yeah. yeah, I remember Dave's World. Um, but three great seasons. It was a really really good show. Yeah. He was wonderful, and it was already funny material. Dave Barry's a, a very funny man. I love Dave Barry. Um, but like Harry really loaned a a gravity to that as well. That that just sure. made it all the funnier and and all the better and all the more heartfelt. And he brought so much of himself. Into the character of of Judge Harry. Oh yeah, on Night right. Court, like so many of the little sort of um, character traits yeah, are actually Harry Anderson. The Mel Torme thing is all him. Yeah. That's all him. Yeah. All him. Well, what's your name talked about going to see Mel Torme yeah. with Harry Anderson, yeah. and, and that he was, one was her, yeah. a rabid Mel Torme fan. <clears throat> so much so that when they had the opportunity to bring Mel Torme on the show, yeah. They 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 convinced him to do the show. Melter May hadn't done TV, I think, in twenty years, yeah, thirty yeah. years at that point. And and even then, it was kind of like he would go on and sing a song, and that would be it. Like in the older days, right. this is he's coming on as himself, and they created this wonderful bit that every time. <laughs> Harry had anything to do with Mel Torme, something bad happened yep. to Mel Torme. Yeah. Like, it was hysterically <laughs> funny. It's, a, and, it's one of the best episodes yeah, of the show. I mean, there was a bunch of them. He, yeah. he was on a bunch of different episodes, but the bit was always the same. Like, he would, for whatever reason, end up in the court. Like, even if he was just like, he stopped by to say hello, yeah. like something bad would happen right, right. to him as a result. Is it true the very first time was a surprise for uh, for Harry? I've, I've heard that. I feel like I've, I've never, heard that, but I don't know if I don't I've have heard that confirmed. That, but I've never heard that. I've never so he was had on the that show. He was on the show multiple times. Multiple times. Oh, okay. In fact, he was the Tom at, Petty of the Gary Shandling show. At least three times yeah. during the run, no, maybe more. Way more than that. Way, way, way more than three, that. Way, yeah. No, he was. A lot of it's in syndication. I think if you look it yeah. up, he's at least. I'm thinking maybe six or seven episodes would be my guess, including the finale. Right, where that he is came. Correct. The finale was hysterical because all of these dream jobs for Harry, who's leaving the court or, or wants to leave, there is thinking of leaving the bench. All these dream jobs are presented to him, and one of them is to go on tour with Mel Torme, and uh, so he's on that one as well. But yeah, like uh, yeah, all, and the magic as well. He incorporated uh, the, the the magic stuff into the character. Uh, on Night Court yep. as well, so yeah. yeah. Harry Stone was was essentially Harry Anderson, just happened to be a judge. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it, it really was his his personality is is what shown you the most in that. He appeared in eight episodes. Eight total. episodes, nice. Yeah. And by Price's Right rules, I said seven. I, so I get both showcases. But I was also right. I said at least three. So that is technically so, correct. So technically correct. Will, both showcases. Will in the chat room says uh, that Harry Anderson almost an early Penn and Teller. He uh, he predates Penn and Teller yeah. at least in uh, in a in 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 a fame perspective. Like right. Penn and Teller were uh, when when Harry was was really taking That's off with out. Harry the Hat. You know, it, it doing the comedy scene and all that before he ever took off on TV or anything. When he was just a magician, like uh, I feel like that was around the time Penn and Teller were were doing the Renfair circuit. They were doing stuff Renfairs, like that. yeah. Uh, they hadn't really taken off as Penn and Teller as we right. know them yet, and, and really taken off on TV. Mm. Um, so they're they're all, but all of them kind of are are up together, right? You know, and and kind of and brought that 
brought that edge to magic in the in the eighties and nineties altogether. Um, so what a man, what what a loss to to that community to magic. But just in general, what's what's really wonderful is seeing the the incredible amount of love uh, pouring out for for Harry Anderson sure. in the wake of this. Like I had no realization that he was that much in the consciousness of of everybody. Uh, you know, because I mean, Night Court's been you know ninety. It ended. But 92. he's popped up. Was, 92, he, I think. was he on an episode of Big Bang? Yes. He's right? popped up in there. And uh, No, no, he... no. Not Big Bang. Was it Big Bang? There was almost a no, mini no. Night Court reunion on, on a show. On 30 Rock. Oh, yes. On it was on 30, 30 Rock. Rock. Yeah. Correct. There were a bunch of them all on 30 Rock. Mm. You see, you see. I mean, not Marshall Warfield hasn't done a lot. Oh, yeah. The NBC connection. See, um, uh, what's her what's name? name? You say, what's her name? No, she hasn't done a lot either. She was the she was Marky the mom. Post? Marky Post Marky was Post, like yeah. the mom in uh, one of Stiller's movies. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember which one. Oh, something about Mary. She yeah. was Mary's mother yeah. in that. And um, the one who played the court clerk, Mac, I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, he pops up now and again in Charles all sorts Robinson? of things. Charles Robinson. Yeah, he I pops up. That one out and like the guy who plays Bull, things. he's passed. Right? No, no. Oh, he's, he's alive. Too? Oh, I thought he yeah. passed away. No, no, Harry's the first one, oh, which okay. is kind of shocking. Richard Mall still alive? Richard Mall is definitely alive. I, I and like living he... like in the woods somewhere. Oh, I could have swore he passed away. I, no, no I way. feel like we heard that somewhere down the line. Yeah. No. Who's grabbing the phone? I am. I'm, I'm, you got, okay. I am. Right. I'm curious to know what's up with Richard Mall. Uh, he was another one. Like it, it was like I only knew him from Night Court, and then he started popping up in all kinds of bizarro 80s like fantasy movies he, he popped he was the villain in the dungeon master yeah if you remember that ridiculous film how about how about uh metal storm the destruction metal storm, of Jared which i Sin. which i only i recently watched within the last month a uh, a friend had it up and uh yeah, no, he's and still alive. That 75 he lives in pasadena oh, yeah. okay yeah well all right so yeah then oh god harry's the first then yeah well he's the first if you don't consider selma diamond or the one who followed Flo. I can't remember. Her yeah. Name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember her name, but I, I picture the face. You know, the, the, they, they had the two little old lady actresses and then uh, and then went young for Marsha Warfield to try and keep somebody around a little more than a <laughs> someone few seasons. Is, someone that's going to last more than 10 minutes. And, yeah. and with all due respect, Marsha Warfield has an incredibly fun, was an incredibly funny stand-up. If you've oh, never seen her, she was really funny. And she brought herself yep. into that role as well. I mean, so... Oh, sorry. We're going to just had, end up doing yeah, big, yeah, so night, court big stuff. night court stuff. Let's 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 move forward. Yeah, yes. get, get me off of this topic. All right. Jesus. John Ridley and Jason Bloom are adapting the American Way comics. I don't know what these are. It's Vertigo. That's why you don't know what it is. I know, but but that's funny because I kind of feel like the Vertigo stuff because it was Vertigo, it always sort of at least blipped on my radar a little bit because I was like, mm. "Oh, new Vertigo. Let me, you know, let me it, check it out." Yeah, there yeah. isn't that much of it though. There's only like <clears throat> The one series I think was like six issues, and the other one actually this the one trade, being adapted with six uh, six issues. Yeah, the the trade for uh, those above and below actually came out today. I think. Yeah. So there was there was um, 2007 was the American Way, and those above and below was originally published in 2017, but I guess came out uh, this week. Um, I don't. What are they about? I don't even know what they're about. And this doesn't give. A I whole think lot. they're. I think they are racially tinted. Man. I've never read them, so I can't say. I think there's a. A team of 1960s superheroes was created and called the Civil Defense Corps, focusing on Jason Fisher's The New American, a black man given super strength but a limited pain threshold, while the rest of the corps is torn apart by racism and murder. 
Sounds interesting. The gentleman who uh, is associated with this, uh, John Ridley, he uh, won an Academy Award for his yeah, screenplay 12 on Twelve Years a Slave. Slave. So that you know. that has me interested out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, and then with Blum behind the wheel, but and, and Blumhouse, I mean, sign me, sign me up. I yeah. I want to. I plan to uh, when we get out of here. I plan to hit up Comicsology and see what uh, what's available. Uh, I'm sure all of these books are available on there. I want to give it a read. Um, but uh, oh I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say if they were smart, yeah. they'd be on sale. By, Blumhouse is by behind tomorrow. some great yeah. shit, uh, and probably the the most recognizable of all that is Get Out right now. Yeah. Uh, so the, this this is in very good hands. If if you are someone who has read this, you you should be excited because you got a hell of a team putting this one together. Um, you know, on that note, if you've read either of these and you think it's going to translate well. From book to film, give us a call maybe at the GVM line again. That's 201-730-BKGS. All right, moving forward. Wes Ball is in talks, uh, talks about his vision for the upcoming Mouse Guard movie. Nice. Um, we didn't talk about this last week because Mouse Guard is really your baby as far as as far as fandoms go. Oh, right. I wasn't, it's your here, I wasn't here last week. No, you were not. You, you tried to participate last week via yes. the IG Live. But the one thing we learned is that that is woefully behind. The lag on that is huge. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because okay. we were talking about stuff, and you were chiming in like three and four minutes later. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. were a it little... was like, it's like way behind. Little I don't know why times. it's so far behind. That's but. interesting. But, uh, yeah. So, um, obviously, Mouse Guard, I think, is a property we've talked about before. I think it's been yeah, maybe, some sort of development. I think maybe once or twice we've no, talked no, no, about no, it. No, the film. Oh. A film adaptation oh, we've talked about was, before. Because it's say. been in development, I think, for a couple of years now. Because we've only interviewed Dave Peterson, the creator of Mouse Guard, at least three or four times for this program. Film. Sorry. I'm just saying, I know, sir. I know you are. I know you are. So, so what do you know about this other film. than uh, other than 20th Century Fox is behind it and... You said Weta was behind it as well? Weta is doing the effects. Weta's doing the Which motion capture. Huge. Huge. Gollum. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Hello. Everything. Anything yeah. Weta. Uh, apes. Yeah. Planet yep. of the Apes. The yep, yep, last yep. three movies. Which uh, means uh, we, we now know the next project for, uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why am I drawing a blank Andy on his name? Circus. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I really like Mouse Guard. Um, but I've always kind of liked that. Talking about Mouse Guard, the property, not the film, that's sorry. But I've always... Film! Yeah. I've always liked that. Is it anthropomorphic? Is that... Is yes. That, right? Is animals to... Yes, applying to human, human traits to animals. Yes. I've always liked that sort of thing. Like, I liked, um, book-wise, the entire Redwall series of books. Yeah, sure. By Brian Jacques. Mice Templar is pretty solid, too. Uh, Mice Templar was pretty solid, mm-hmm. too. Um, I if, like if you can word. figure out how to read it, yeah. Well, because yeah. it was in point this and ah, oh, just so disappointed. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for Mouse Guard. Do you I know too. anything else? Did, did you hear anything else about it? No, we don't. Only do that like... Peterson is yeah. behind it. Uh, number one, here's going to be this is going to be the difficult part because as much as we love mm-hmm. an OG and I and I don't know if you, PK, have you read Mouse Guard? Mouse Guard, I've never had okay. the chance to touch now. Uh, um, OG and I have read. I think we've both read all of it, haven't we? Did I have not read all of it. Oh, you have? No, I read the oh. first two. I read the first two seasons, right? And seasons because the the books hardcover books are yeah. called Fall, Winter, right? Whatever uh, they are. Yeah. So there's not a ton for me to catch up on, right? There, uh, it's, there it's are something four, that's doable. There are four trades, mm-hmm. and then there's like a handful of uh, other. But okay. it's it's doable. We can do that. Yeah. It's doable. There's okay. the and there's Tales of the Guard also, correct? Which is sort of 
other people writing and drawing stories inside the Mouse Guard but even universe. Not, even Tales of the Guard is only two. there was one trade of it. It's only a handful. There's of only things. one trade. I think I it's think two so. trades. Oh, is it two? I think it's two. Because I remember there was the four trades: Tales of the Guard and the role playing book. That's what I have in my mind. There are six books total. There's also um, the. There was somebody, like a couple of free comic books. Somebody book the Brave, yeah, yeah, that one. That that's a really good one. It is actually. a really good one. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things, but you can catch up on them fairly yeah. easily because even they all went on sale once on Comicology, yeah. and I almost jumped. Even at, even for trades, they're they're pretty easy reads, and yeah. that's not a knock at the quality no. of the store. It's just the way they're laid out, and they're not yeah. onerous, and they 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 flow very nicely. They so, do, yeah. And you know what I have to say, and this is what I started to say before we got off on that uh, on that tangent, was that I think the difficulty here is going to be the fact that David Peterson, who is the writer and artist of this book, right, is fucking amazing. Right, and his art is fucking amazing. And the reason I make this stress is because, you know, that's not what we're going to get here. And as much as you and I love these characters, and much as you and I, as you and I are invested here, we're not getting David Peterson's art here. No, but but my 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 point counterpoint oh, to that oh. would be um, we've seen um, I don't remember who it was that put them out, but at least two companies at this point have put out figures or PVC figures or statues, yeah, which are rep- which weren't were were not Peterson's original art. Right, they, they were they yeah. were interpreted. Right, they looked amazing. They did. If they took that, even if they took the style of those figures yeah. and put them in a film, right, I still think you would be pretty happy with. Yeah, it. I, I agree. I'm just I, my concern mm-hmm. is not the style of how they look. Right. My concern is the color palette that they're going to use. Yes, mm-hmm. because you know. As much as Peterson's character designs are very important, I think his choice of colors and how it affects each tone and each season in those books right. is really important, too. And I'm afraid that in a movie it would get muddied. He is behind this. I know. And so I have a feeling he probably will have a lot to say about that. So I, I think that if you if, – if you, I think if you had a similar color palette to like – the opening sequences of Fellowship of the Ring. Right. The first time you see Hobbiton yeah. and the Shire. Right. If you kind of go at that, at least for fall maybe, right. you'd probably be all right. Yeah, I would it, agree. It's just how it will continue to develop and unfold. But I'm pretty excited for it. I don't know much about Wes Ball, the director. Maze Runner is what he was talking about. Maze I think Runner, all of them. The Death he... Cure. Is he, is he, did, did he do all of them? I don't honestly. I think he has. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, oh yeah, he did the Maze Runner trilogy yeah. director. I haven't seen any of those movies, but I know they're, I know they've been halfway decently received. They did a trilogy of them, so they didn't tank. I just haven't seen them myself. I, I think that if the guy is as dedicated to this series of books as he was to the Maze Runner books, yeah, I think it's probably going to be well done. All right. Speaking of animated movies, uh-oh, we're four months into 2018. Uh-huh. Where is the Netflix Watership Down series that was supposed to premiere in 2017? Well, and Google it and there's not a word. Right. Not so people sound. It was announced that it was coming in 2017, but it never had an official release date. Correct. But and it still it just doesn't. It just all the voice recording was done. And I I believe the animation was done as well. Was so, it? So, yeah, I I wonder if there's some sort of 
Snafu? legal issue, maybe with the estate or with whoever know. owns the rights to the film. He died the during the production. I know he did. Yeah. So I'm wondering, something must be holding it up. I wonder Because what Netflix is. dumped money into it. There's literally nothing. There. I know. Like, there's not a stitch. Not I've a, been searching nothing. high and low. Just give me a sentence. Oh, it's been briefly delayed. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Coming in 2017. What? what via yeah uh delorean because yeah. that's the only way i can think that it's going to come in 2017 um this isn't on the prep sheet but while we're talking about uh yes. netflix yes. series yes, um i recently dove into santa clarita diet season two uh-huh. i watched the first three or four episodes of that i absolutely adore and love that show mm. uh-huh i also watched the first two episodes of lost in space unfucking believable i'm loving it the first episode i got through I'm today hearing. it was fantastic and who is doing the music? It's it's brilliant. The it's music beautiful. is phenomenal for that series. And as great as the first episode is, because it is, it's really solid. Yeah. The second episode, where you really get a look at uh, Dr. Dr. Smith. Smith. Wow. I haven't seen it yet, and, and but I, I can't wait. What I like, and I don't think this is much of a spoiler, because I think we talked about this already. What I liked is, you know, Dr. Smith in the original show, he oh was the, yeah he he was the villain and then sort of almost became the foil as right. opposed to the villain yeah right they are not going my impression is they are not going, not in, going that in that direction she is straight up the villain yep. and 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 just crazy oh which she's boy. good with like Parker Posey not Parker Posey yeah, yeah Parker, Parker Posey, Posey. yeah Parker she's Posey. good with crazy yep. She handles crazy well. That's the confusion in the show because we have Parker Posey and Molly Parker. Right. So Molly we're, Parker we're, Posey. We're Parker Parker in this one, and it's a little. The hardest part for me to digest so far, and it's just because it, it just it's just weird, but it's not bad. It's just different, and I haven't been able to. Is the redesign the ro- of the robot? Robot, yeah. It's it. It's not bad. It's just so. But that said, I know we don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> I know, but that said. That was a very interesting direction to go in. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I like it though. I'm, I'm, I'm I do too. I'm, I'm so that I believe it's ten episodes for season one, right? I, I honestly haven't right. looked. Yeah. Um, I was, I was, flat. I really wanted, I wanted desperately not to like this, and not for any particular reason. I just was like, uh, and Doctor Smith is Parker Posey, and ugh. that's been my sticking point. Yeah. But mainly because uh, I, I just am not uh, a fan of her. But there's but, more. But there's more yeah. because. Because one of them, is, and do, do we have an explanation yet as no. to why one of the daughters no. is, with all due respect, is African American, and and the rest of them aren't. But and so the so the second episode, the first episode is pretty much all takes place in the in the present of the episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they do some uh, arrow flashbacks yeah. in there. Well, the, the second episode where they introduce. Uh, dr smith a bit more and, yeah and you get into stuff there's there's a bit more flashback stuff but i like it i i like it because it's it's a balance it's like 90 it's like 90 10 right 90 in the now 10 in the back and it's just enough to oh, okay this is how they were picked right oh, okay this is this this is that yeah, it's, I, it's, i'm it's, interested it's, in it's that it's handled pretty yeah. well 
I suspect we will get answers to a lot of these things over the course of the 10 episodes. Yeah, of course. Um, oh but, but I couldn't sleep last night is really what happened. I couldn't sleep. I was sitting in front of the TV. I'm like, I'm just, I can't fucking sleep. Oh, Lost in Space. Because of Harry Anderson. Yeah, it's, I was. That's I was, why I didn't sleep I last night. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend checking. I haven't seen it in its entirety, but based on what I've seen, I recommend that if you're hesitant, check it out. Um, and if you haven't watched Santa Clarita Diet, if you didn't watch season one, um, it's really worth watching. It's a really bizarre, fucked yeah, up. I definitely show. want to see it. Like, it's a bizarre, fucked up show. There's no way to describe it. It's it's really good. I think all the fans are amazing. I also want to say to PK, also a, a particular note to you to check out Lost in Space because, again, because the music is phenomenal. Oh yeah, and I don't know who's doing yeah. it. I didn't look, but and when the when the new version of the tv show theme happens during the credits yeah i was screaming i was like wow that is really well yeah. done really well done yeah they did a good where job. the movie was not so well done although i actually like the movie for various personal reasons but the, i enjoyed this show tremendously and i was so set to be disappointed yeah and i wasn't at all i mean Again, besides the, you know, the some of the things that haven't been explained yet and I feel are perhaps a bit pandering, I am really I really really like the first episode. Yeah. Uh yeah. That I mean that's I don't know. You know, I it, So is Don West the mechanic? Have they named him? No, I don't think they have. Okay. I'm wondering if that's because that's the character that's currently missing. Yeah. If it because it seemed like Oh no! Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 right. yeah. I had to think back on that on that second episode. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. It's great. Episode, yeah. It's great. Um, oh goody! All right, let's let's. But let's. yeah, so check those things out. I think I think that you and, will enjoy. And them. also, while on TV, don't forget we're mere days away from Westworld season two. Yeah, it's next week. This, right? This coming Sunday, the twenty second, it's underway again. Oh, it is. Oh, it's this Sunday. Yep. yep. They so waited until I got to move on Lost in Space yeah. and get that done before Sunday because yeah. there will be nothing else. So yeah. I, I hate <laughs> to I hate to spring away from the prep sheet again. Yeah. F- fucking season finale of Walking Dead this past Sunday. Already? Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, it, it happened already. Yeah. It happened. Oh, it's already so, it's done. Though. Oh, it's done, yeah. So good. Wow. Yeah. Well, good so, and I know you guys aren't watching, but yeah, no, no, no. so good. So, and you think, <laughs> and you think right at the moment, there's so many things. I would just spoil it if yeah. I told you everything. Yeah, don't spoil but it. you're really like, wow, this is happening now, and then this other thing happens. And then. When is that show really ending? Well- it, they haven't announced an ending do they, for do it they yet. have a, like, no, hey, we got another season or two? It's two too big a like cash that? cow for AMC to even talk uh, about that. Okay. Because think about it. It's supporting not only itself, but Talking Dead, which also has great ratings for a show right. about another TV show. <laughs> right. uh, you Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. Where which they apparently just, has gotten better, yeah? Uh, apparently, yeah, because yeah. now I want to watch it. And now they've taken Morgan from Walking Dead. And have transposed him into Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was a third spinoff. No, 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 no. He's now in Fear? No, but don't forget, Fear technically takes place in awe of the Walking Dead. Before the spinoff. The Walking Dead. Yes. Wait, really? Yeah. Fear the Walking Dead. I thought they caught up, though. 
did I don't think so. I thought they caught up. I thought that was only oh, the first they, season. I haven't. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't watch it. So. I haven't. I haven't yeah. watched it. Okay. All of the way through the first season yet. Yeah. But it seems to me like Morgan looks like younger Morgan. So, oh, right. but I'm not sure. All right. I'm really not sure. So that could be. Maybe they did catch up. I don't know. Um, but it's way too big a cash cow. Yeah, for, that makes and sense. Plus, they also have the the Norman Reedus. I ride motorcycles with other celebrities. Show also right, right. So oh, four God. shows yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, there's no way it's going to end. Riding so. in cars with Reedus, yeah. <laughs> Riding on bikes. With Riding Reedus. on bikes with Reedus. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, so if you watched uh, Agents of Shield, I guess who? last season, um, Gabriel was... Luna, who portrayed the Ghost Rider, right, um, is now going to be the new Terminator. Uh, I, I have a sorry. confession, by the way, about this headline. Yeah, because all I saw, like, I, I was kind of. Sh- blazing through the prep sheet earlier on uh, as I was scrolling on the computer. And all I saw was, like, Gabriel was sort of in focus, but I saw uh, Luna is the new Terminator. And I immediately was going, Cassian looks nothing <laughs> like a Terminator whatsoever. Yeah. No, that's Diego Luna. That's Diego yes, Luna. It's Diego a very Luna. different Luna. I don't know if... No, I, to, but, I, I don't, I don't know that, believe they are. Honestly, I don't know if they're related or not. I don't know but, that Gabriel Luna looks much like a Terminator either. Oh, but no, I guess no, he doesn't. Can, I think any. I guess the. You know what else he doesn't look like? A Ghost Rider. But but <laughs> but in all fairness, you know who I also didn't really think looked like a Terminator? Robert Patrick. Uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Christina Locken. Are we going to go through all of them? <laughs> I mean, really, when you when you that think, Chinese and, and who guy, was the Asian dude? Yeah. When, when you think about it, Schwarzenegger's Terminator was the only one that you were like, yeah, no, that guy. Owns the name Terminator. Yeah, everybody else. He looks like an exoskeleton covered but in. That, but that's the whole point. Leathery fake skin. But that's the whole point, right? They no, could, no, it's real skin. They could uh-huh. bl- they could blend in and be anybody and blah blah true. blah. Yada, yada, yeah, et true. Yada yada. True. They could be any. They could be any bad performer. That's right. No, come on now. Yeah, come Christina on now. Walken? Oh, what, are are but, we really going to get into this? But go easy on Robert Patrick. He was fantastic. Not Robert Patrick. Yeah. I even like the guy, honestly, who who, who was the, who owned that Terminator. He owned that role. Oh, yeah. he was so great in that role. But he, but he was hard creepy to, Terminator. You can't he call him. Like, a, I don't really call him a Terminator. He is the T one thousand, right? Uh, but it's like the Terminator really kind of fits to the exoskeleton Schwarzenegger model, the T eight hundred. But but um, but you know, but, but, but they're all but they're all T's. But but that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, the T one uh, million. The the guy who. <laughs> The guy who played the Terminator in um, the TV series, Sarah Connor Chronicles, also I thought was a really good Terminator. Sorry, oh, Cromartie. Uh, Cromartie, uh, yeah. What the hell's his name? He was on Deadwood. He was he was two different. He was the one who shot Bill Hickok in Deadwood and then came back later. He's on, oh, oh. He's on Guestbook. Uh, he was on that other comedy show. It's, with, it's what's a, her name from Goonies? I can't remember it's it. A, it's an... Garrett Dillahunt. Yeah, he's a great actor. Took me a second. He's everything he does. He's he is spectacular. Awesome. He's really good at comedic roles. He's yep. really good at serious and for. What was the roles. sitcom he was on? For, That's the or one is with, on. The, he well he he was on the one with what's Raising, your name from Goonies? Raising Hope. Raising, Raising Hope. Hope. And it, now yeah. he's on the Guest Book. I don't know. Okay, which is uh, the Guest Book is it's that it's that anthology. Wasn't Raising Hope? Wasn't that Martha Plimpton with him? On yes. That? yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I said the Goonies, right? She wasn't yep. the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goonies. yeah. Um, that's I was trying to fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah. no, Guestbook is uh, Guestbook is really funny. That, that's the that's the show that's sort of an anthology. So the premise of the show is there's this cabin that can get rented out, and each week it's a different person who rents out the cabin, oh, okay. and they kind of write their tale of what went on in the cabin in the okay. Guestbook each week. But there are staples on the show. 
what's his name? Uh, Cromartie. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt. Yep. Is he, he owns the house next to the cabin that gets rented out. Ah, okay. So his story develops each week. And this is a comedy um, show? This is it a, is a comedy show. A sitcom yeah. kind of deal? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, really, it's really funny. And the guests that they've had so far along the way are really funny, too. It's from the same creative team that, gave, uh, that did uh, uh, My Name is Earl. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it really is a funny show. It's on TBS or All right. it's on an one of those it's on USA, one of those. But it's uh but it's really funny. I recommend I recommend seeking it out. I hate to deviate away from the prep yeah. sheet again. Uh, HBO documentary on Andre the Giant. Oh, did we talk about that last week? I think it it was mentioned yeah. at one point. Oh or my we planned god! It. I watched it. It was fantastic. The, yeah. the, the story, the story about him passing out in front of the elevator. Oh yeah, and sleeping on and the floor, on the floor because no one could move, move him. him. Yeah, the best. Hilarious. Have you seen? Have you seen it? I've I've only seen snippets. It was and so good. Stuff, yeah. And it and they're ta- and and everyone of course will be like, oh, the wrestler. Yeah, okay, fine. He's a wrestler. That's fine. And they show a whole yeah. bunch of. Andre Giant Wrestling, and they talk about wrestling because WWE produced it. But just, I mean, if you really aren't interested in the wrestling part of it, which you should be because it's interesting, um, go right to the Princess Bride I was going to say, they talk about working on the Princess Bride. And they have Rob Reiner, Billy Crystal, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Robin Wright Penn. Robin Wright Penn. Not Penn anymore, sir. Robin Wright. Mm -hmm. uh, And Carrie Always. And they all have some story to tell about him. Uh, It's Robin Underwood fantastic. Uh, the, her story is great. They were waiting to shoot something, and it was freezing cold. And she was just like, she was just so cold. And he just took his hand and put it on <laughs> her, head. her head, and it covered. She said it just covered her whole head, and she was warm. <laughs> like what a great story. So, uh, so yeah, it's that's that's on Netflix. You said right? Oh no, it's on HBO. Yep. And Rob Reiner talking about how the case of wine was opened in the morning. Yeah. And because he, you know, because of his background and everything else, they had to put him on a horse. And so by the time they get to, they, he goes, and I'm looking up, and I have a drunk giant on a crane being lowered on a horse. Oh, my God. And he said, and no one will believe this <laughs> in the future. No one will believe this. Something like Amazing. that. Yeah. I mean, the whole scene with him getting choked out by the man in black, like, that, that was meticulously shot. Because he had, like, astounding back problems, too. Astounding. Right? Yeah. Um, and he wasn't, he couldn't actually hold Carrie Elways on his back. So, like, they, they shot, like, they actually built this platform for Carrie to kind of walk. Right. Behind him as they're as they're doing this whole uh, yeah. whole bit with him uh, choking him out. Yeah, and Robin Wright Penn also talks about the fact that he couldn't hold her up. Right, he couldn't catch her. Like where in his youth he would have been able to catch her easy because yeah. he would hold up five people. Oh yeah, but they had to like put her on wires and have her in yeah. into his arm. Yeah, what a shame. But a great documentary. Definitely check that out. So uh, so yes, check that out. And with that, OG. No. No. Did we, we talk about the fact that we got to do a Luna? Yes, we did that. Did we talk about the fact that they're actually skipping three Genesis and uh, whatever the other shitty one is? This movie will be a direct sequel to, to Terminator T2. Two. Yeah. So, but but the the good thing about Terminator is you can choose to erase. That's what I say. Pre-show. It's, uh, it's it's yeah. time travel. You can do anything that yeah. goes. Nope, nope. There's yeah. a different timeline now. Bye. Yeah. Right. Look gonna, what Star Trek did. Are they, they going to get Eddie Furlong back? <laughs> right. The, I hope not. The next movie they could be like, yeah, we're going to take three back. Like, it's, <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's what's taking them back. Here's like, what cracks me up do. about uh, just about uh, money in general, whatnot. Now, Terminator Two Judgment. Day is what that's uh, 90s right 93 94 yeah that came out in around Something that area like that, yeah um and i 
arguably the biggest film you know in a billion years like everybody went absolutely bonkers over this movie it blew up in the box office and made and grossed 519 million dollars over gross. the course of that which was which was incredible for the time and you look at that number it's such a meager it's a failure number now <laughs> we're right. looking at the numbers that exist today in uh, in all the and, and like in every blockbuster like there are several billion dollar movies that come out a year right. anymore and here's Terminator 2 like the biggest movie arguably of that time <laughs> five, five, just not even just a hair over five hundred million dollars. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if you uh, if you did an adjustment based on inflation to date, what, mm. it, what, what that would be. I'm, I'd be interesting um, to know. Very quickly, it's not on the prep sheet, and I'm just. I just want to mention it because I was shocked. Um, Rampage was number one at the box office yeah. this weekend. Why would you be shocked by that? Because, what was it up against? Uh, I don't know, but it didn't matter. I'm just shocked by it. I didn't it's, think enough. Uh, you had Ready Player One. It was right. uh, number one. It's week. What knocked it off? The uh, the other hit was something um, ridiculous. Knocked uh, it a off. Quiet Place. Has a been quiet massive. Place. Yeah. Knocked it off in the second. A Spielberg movie in the Damn. second week. Yeah. Anything is possible. And in fairness to all that, like I mean, it was really it's like a two million dollar difference between the yeah. between Rampage and uh, and a Quiet uh, Quiet Place. Yeah. Uh, I know two people who have seen Rampage now, and both of them said essentially the same thing. It's a terrible movie that's absolutely worth watching. Okay. If you want to just check your brain at check the door. Check your brain, eat popcorn, yeah. and it's, watch mindless it's an, action. It's a monster attack movie. Yeah. Um, the only thing that bothers me about it is the Same is the, the change in the, the change. mythos and yeah. the, the whole like scientists getting transformed, and they've actually made these actual creatures. I don't care for that too much, but I but at the end of the day, it's The Rock. Right. And giant monsters attacking a city. Exactly. I'm. You're, we're in Pacific Rim territory at this point. Of course. If, if it delivers on anything more than that, then bonus. But right. I mean, if you go expecting The Rock and giant monsters attacking a city, you're gonna be happy. And also course. a great white gorilla. Yeah. Anyway, we have we don't have a lot for segment two this week. News was kind of light, so um, why don't we take a break? We do have um, a game stuff. We'll save these other news stories for after the break. Actually, you know what? Let's do one more real quick, and then we'll and then we'll do, sure, because, because solo I feel is going to be l- lengthy. We're clearly in a mood, in a position to do another one. Let's, yeah, PK can't stop laughing. All right, all right. I can't stop let's, laughing at PK. Let's let's, let's take a break. You who, great white who suddenly got that joke? <laughs> and then while you're like setting us up, PK and I are just suffering in no, silence. I, I, I was just trying to move past it. I was just trying to just trying to go go forward. I was trying to I was trying to leave leave it behind. And with that, oh gee. And with that, PK and Big Kev, we will take our only break on this week's episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. The one we're calling Full Metal Casket. And we'll be right back. Ahoy hoy, welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. Recently, Sega had a live stream with two titles of note. The first is Shenmue 1 and 2 HD Collection. With Shenmue 3 in development, it was obvious they would re-release the first two games. Shenmue 1 and 2 looked to be HD resolution and widescreen versions, but that's about it as far as upgrades. It doesn't appear that they're upgrading the textures and no release date other than 2018. The second announcement was Sega Ages Collection, because if Nintendo won't reveal their virtual console, Sega will make their own. 
this summer, Sega plans to release Fantasy Star, Alex Kidd, Sonic the Hedgehog, Thunder Force 4, and Game Ground on Nintendo Switch. With more titles to come, up to 15 in the series. Final chapter in the Yakuza series, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, has been released on PlayStation 4. And it's getting great reviews. Unfortunate for a lot of people, they've been remaking the Yakuza series, with Yakuza 2 coming out in August. So it's going to be a while before I get to part 6. The series is a mix of beat-em-up gameplay with fantastically produced story, and Yakuza 6 seems to be no different. And finally, God of War is coming out this Friday, April 20th. A game which is getting 95 on Metacritic. Turns out whatever lowered expectations one might have because they were media dark for so long is no problem at all. And if you're not into God of War, the alternative programming is Nintendo Labo, also released on 420. This is Coke Logic signing off for GameStop. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only help. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Couldn't uh, couldn't go without this groove at no. least once tonight. It is it is it is a great it is a great theme song. It is. You know, the, that heavy bass opener. Yeah, yeah. That, there's there's no mistaking that. Bam bam. Yeah, it's just two notes and you uh, know what's coming. I miss I miss good theme songs. Do we still have good theme songs? I guess once in a while we do. Not right? many. Not many. Not as many as we used to. Not, not I mean not many. That, that I mean nothing. There's not a lot that's memorable anymore. Everything just kind of like yeah, drones just, a little bit. Yeah. As much as I love the Westworld theme, it just kind of is. I, I mean, you can we can hum the Game of Thrones theme. I think everybody kind of knows where. Yeah. At the very least, the beginning with the. Thank, meh, 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 thank, meh, thank you, meh, thank you, South Park for giving it lyrics <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. yes and and the wonderful lyrics from South Park. All right. Yeah. So uh, this is episode four hundred and ninety-three. Uh, we're calling this one Full Metal Casket. <laughs> we should have called it. We should have called it Who Needs a Prep Sheet yeah. this week. Uh, my alternate title was uh, Everybody's Dead Dave, but I feel like we might True. have used that once before. Mm. A lot of dead dudes. Um, so we have we have a, uh, some more news, some more product stuff that we're going to get into. But, of course, during the break first, we had a, a nice uh, new game stuff by our friend Coke Logic. Thank it's like you. an epic game stuff. It was a long one. You know what was missing I, from that, that game Nintendo stuff? Lab thing is interesting to me. You know, it's, it's weird, but you know, I like it. Missing for, are they are they pointing off of Hasbro Lab? No, Haslab. No, yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not sure about that yet. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, weird. I I, I, I'm, I think I'm, it's I'm on the fence with the problem. idea. Yeah, I think it's gimmicky, but I just 
where I'm troubled is is the cost for for what is essentially cardboard. Cardboard, yeah. Uh, I'm struggling with that. A I feel bit. you. It's a great idea, though. It really is. Yeah, it's innovative. Yep. I'll give them that. Yep. You know, it's definitely, definitely missing what some sort of Red Dead update because there is none, sir. At this point, the the game is coming sometime. Not soon enough. Fair enough. Of course, around the break there, we also heard a uh, we heard our sponsor. Build R2-D2. Build yeah. the Moss Eisley Cantina.com. Nice. Is that no, nice? that'll probably, you know, I <laughs> see, you know what's hysterical about that, that you say that? I don't know, that I did I say that on this show? That was my suggestion. For the lab. For the HasLab. Ah, yeah. Was well, a cantina straight, full-on, full-up place. That. See, now that one I might get behind. Like, I could, I could potentially I could, be like, all right, I could get behind I could get that. into that. You know what I mean? I could get into that one. Yeah. Now. Yep. And, and you fill can that get, puppy out. You can mm-hmm. get real crazy about trying to fill that one up. Oh man, I, I, that's, I would, that is. I would be is, compelled to find Rick and Morty shit to put in there too. I, of course, I I would not be able to help myself. It's impossible, you know, because the Tonica sisters have never been done by Hasbro, so you'd have to get uh, customs of those, right? Um, and there's at least there's got to be still at least two or three. I wish Wait, the I what's wish never been done by Hasbro. The Tonica sisters, the two women, the twin women who were in the the scene with the black hair. Oh my god, that's right. They've never been they can't for some reason. I don't know the exact story. Is there not I a wish, likeness right signed over by those performers? I, well, that would be irrelevant because Lucas owns all of it, but huh. I, I there is an issue. I don't know what it is. Interesting. Paul, I'm sure from Jedi Temple Archives probably has done some dissertation or on why Perhaps Matt over at Fanthatrax. Matt at Fanthatrax. Yeah, yeah, of course. That could be a huge get for Hasbro. Say, or like, never been done before, exclusive yeah. to this uh, to this particular Haslab release. I bet uh, also uh, our friend, uh, uh, all of our friends over at Fanthatrax could probably tell. Fanthatrax.com. Fanthatrax.com. So back in 2009, there was some article I see over on Rebel Scum. Uh, Hasbro is being political when they blame legal reasons for not making the Tonica sisters yes. action field uh, figures. The real reason is, I believe, much more to do with George Lucas regretting something, blah, 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 blah. So, interesting. Yeah. It's okay. also the reason we don't have action figures from the Christmas special. So, right. <laughs> right. There you have it. But that said, yeah, uh, only uh, uh, short of the Jabba Sail Barge can I think of something that would be harder to fill up. With figures than the cantina, mm. I, I, because I don't know that all of them have been, all of those characters that appear have been made, whether they be regular edition or special edition, uh, oh. uh, and so forth. Uh oh, what? what so apparently, apparently, I guess in the mythos, I was unfamiliar with this, but the uh, the Tonica sisters are are pretty much space whores. They're, oh, they're space oh. hookers. Whoops, is what they are. <laughs> Okay. And so I think there's a uh, companion, sir. Yeah, companion. Companions. That's it. Yeah. So uh, turning on one too many lightsabers, <laughs> you get the force disease. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, I see. Yeah. So so maybe that's why they've. Never However, in this new era, polishing them hilts are they? Yes, they are. Mm. In this new era, uh-huh. I would think the Tonica sisters could be made because. Disney is more accepting of space. No, 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 no. Oh. But Hasbro is certainly sure. 
yeah. looking to do things that fans want. And there's so. always a way to mess with that canon a little bit to make them uh, some form of heroic, uh, good characters Listen. that aren't space hookers. Listen, you can grease for the children. You can grease the right hilt and get anything done. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. So it's, I think you know that's, what a, you, that's what they that's their line, isn't I know. it? But do you know what you could get done? What you could build your own. Oh, that's right. That's oh, what we're talking about. How about that? <laughs> With uh, you know, it's hysterical. Uh, you know the kid, the sandwich. Yes, he and I actually opened all those boxes yeah. and put together to make sure I'm not missing yeah. parts, and I am. Uh, found out that you just call up customer service, you get the parts you're missing. There you go, no problem. Uh, and you build yourself this beautiful one-half scale R2-D2 astromech droid right. with all the incredible features we've talked about. Remote control app enabled. Uh, he has the pop-up lightsaber, realistic droid movement projector, microphone and speaker, and so on and so on. Uh, best part about it, droid like this is going to cost you a couple thousand dollars wow. if uh, you decide to build them from scratch. But no, you can pay a little bit each month, get the parts, get all the books, uh, get all the, the magazines, all the things that come with it, and you put together your own R2-D2 uh, droid absolutely incredible go over to build r2d2.com oh gee is there a phone number uh there is if you'd like to give them a call you can uh it's 877-544-6779 and of course this is from the incredible people who brought you build millennium falcon com. so and i gotta write them and find out i really want the next one okay it's not a secret. You I know, know that, right? I, I don't like know. you treat it like yes. people don't know I, about it. I don't. I don't know that we're supposed to talk about it. I don't think they would be upset with us talking about it. Well, all right, then I'm going to just say it, and then I'll I'll take the rap if right. if we get in trouble for it. The next one <laughs> is a scaled version of the X-wing, right? Which we probably have mentioned, we but have. it's three <laughs> and three quarter scale. Yeah, but it's perfectly in scale. Yes. So this is the oh, first time. That this has ever been done sure. in scale. Now, the toys, some of them have gotten close. I don't think any of them have ever been the correct scale. The one that was apparently closest to the correct scale was that big foam shitty one that they that did. That didn't have an opening cockpit. That didn't have an open cockpit. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was really not very good from the It was toys. a nice display piece. I guess. That's it, though. Yeah, but you had to paint it like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, I had feel to, you. you had to do stuff. Yeah, you had to, to dolly it, it up. Yeah. Talk um, so, uh, and that apparently, it, from what I understand, that is the next build. All right. Um, so there it is. But we'll see if we can talk about that. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to hop in there, I, PK. That's something I, uh, yeah, I may want to get in on. That PK, one. just stick with the Obi Wans. You're this. Uh, I think close. I'm done. I'm done with Obi Wans. Damn All right. it. I th- and, I th- and you know what? Maybe those Obi Wans will go towards my payments there you <laughs> for the X Wing parts <laughs> when the time comes. I'm, and listen, I, the more we talk about this damn R two D two, the the more I'm like, you know what? That sounds like that does shit that I want to have around the house for it to do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, OG's looking at his watch. No, so no, no. I was I was getting a text oh, message. I see. Uh-huh. Um, no, we have some product that I do want to talk about, but let's blow through some of these other news items first, real quick. Yeah, uh, this one's big. <clears throat> Kathy Yan, yeah, uh, has been tapped. Apparently, although I don't think it's actually been confirmed just yet, but in all likelihood, has been tapped to direct Margot Robbie in the Birds of Prey movie. Um, Based on a script written by Christina Hodson, who we talked about last week, is the person who's taking over for uh, for weaving right. on on Batgirl. Um, 
And so, um, so Margot Robbie is going to reprise her role as Harley Quinn. Was that over creative differences and that Whedon was out? No, like, I think he, he wanted said, to make a good movie. No, I think he just said that uh, he gave some sort of political answer for for backing out. But, oh, I see. Um, but yeah, so um, I still have the same hesitations that I had last week when we discussed Christina Hodson's career, right. and the things that she has worked on. Um, her penning the script, you know, makes me a little. Uh, concerned. I don't know this director at all. Kathy well, Yan. There's some neat stuff about this because uh, Kathy Yan is uh, we're, we're now taking a female director uh, who's in the same kind of boat as what's gone on with so many other things where, hey, you're, uh, you're a male director uh, and you had this little indie indie feature that did reasonably well so now we're, we're going to give you a blockbuster to take off on and let them do their thing. Uh, that gave us that idiot that did Fantastic Four though. That, that's also how that worked. Uh, but I, I, while I haven't seen the film, Josh there there Trank. has been tremendous uh, buzz about uh, about this Dead Pigs film that uh, that took away Sundance's uh, <laughs> dramatic award. Um, so uh, it, 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 there's it sounds to me like we have a very strong, very solid, very sturdy indie uh, indie film director uh, who happens to be female, and uh, there's a lot of firsts attached to her. Um, but I I, I am. Based on the buzz around her film, I'm more confident with her as a director right. than what we know about the writer on this particular Correct. script who's had not the most success uh, with the films that she's penned that are out there. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, w- with the shakeup that's gone over there, really, it's uh, it's it's anyone's game. We, we could have a we could have another solid winner. Um, you know, may- maybe maybe the women's voices are where it's at to tell DC stories the right way. It's how we got such a good thing out of Wonder Woman. Sure. You know, Patty Jenkins uh, but really I mean, knocked that sucker Patty out of Patty Jenkins had a bit more pedigree. This think. is also true. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know what the combination <laughs> sure. is. It's this is a whole jury's out thing until we actually see at least a trailer. Um, but I think what we're most confused about is is probably what you're about to bring up with. Uh, the story with uh, with Margot Robbie and uh, Margot Robbie and Hol- Harley Quinn. Right. So I, I may have jumped the gun when I first read this today because I, I read the article in two different spots and both of them said that uh, is it Robbie or Roby? I've heard both. Okay. Um, Which is why I was like Roby. Yeah, no, Robbie. Robbie. Um, Roby will head the Birds of Prey film um, is what this one says. There was another one that said that she's she's portraying the lead. In the Birds of Prey film. Now, I took that. My initial interpretation of that was, are they making her a bird of prey? Because that's would a be terrible choice. That would, that would, that would sink this movie right. that as is far as I'm concerned. That is a terrible decision to make. Now, yeah. some people have pointed out, well, maybe she's going to be the villain and, and, and she's the big villain and, and that's the... yeah. And that's fine. I'm actually okay with that. I could see that. But it's either a big bad or a team up. You know, hey, you're a Suicide Squad person, and we need to get uh, get this uh, this situation figured out. So we're going to team up with you reluctantly yeah. because you're a nutcase. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hesitant about this all around. I certainly hope they don't make her a bird of prey. That would just be really, really weird. Even honorary, bad idea. Yeah, bad idea. Bad idea all bad, around. Bad juju all around. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I have the same, I have the same feeling about this movie that I have about all Warner Brothers DC movies. The only thing that encourages me is it seems like Warner Brothers is trying to, is really trying to keep things solid with the Bat franchise because it seems to be their most successful one at at any point. So I I think going into this one, like this, I have higher hopes for this than say, I do, you know, Aquaman or what they're looking at as far as Green Lantern down the line. I think the most important part 
to both of these films, Batgirl and Birds of Prey, um, is going to be Christina Hodson and what kind of script she puts out. Yep. She's she's the linchpin at this point, in my opinion. All right. Uh, we can move forward. Um, I didn't really want to talk about Indiana Jones 5 too much other than um, this is a great line, though. It will be his last. Mm. It'll be Harrison Ford's last if he fucking survives because he's 80 years old. Right. Yeah. So um, uh, it, we do have a release date of July 20th, 2020. Spielberg has said that Ford wants to do it or Ford said he wants to do it. Spielberg wants to do it. I'm pretty sure they said it's going to be a passing of the torch. Again. Yes. Yeah. Um, and a, a real passing of the torch and, this time. And, and I think they're they're not going with Mutt Williams or whatever. Well, here's here's my here's, well, he won't be anywhere near that yeah, film in the first exactly. place. Well, it won't be Shia LaBeouf. Absolutely not. But yeah. what I think it should be is I think he I think it should definitely be his son. OK. And I think it should definitely be recast for obvious reasons. You know, not to, right. The least of which is that Shia LaBeouf's a complete loony right um but it please please for the love of god can it just be chris pratt right <laughs> can it just be chris can somebody please i mean he works already for the company yeah sure can yep. somebody please just get him and he and he works for spielberg and he yep. works for disney is it too on yeah. the nose though at this point no like, like an expected no. sort of thing uh, you it, know what uh, great but, if but it's you know expected what, look at look at i i i i don't want to interrupt yeah, you, no, you no. but look at the relationship between uh um Oh my God! You're gonna kill me. Bond, uh, Daniel uh, Craig. No, no, the other one, uh, Sean Connery. Look at the relationship between Sean Connery and and Harrison Ford in three. Right, right. I can so picture that between Harrison Ford and Chris Pratt. But then you'll have you'll have well, actually, Harrison Ford by that point could be the curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you that would makes think sense. that's what he would be. The the uh, he's a great choice in look. He's a great choice in comedic timing and whatnot. And he's certainly physically fit for the role. I just I, like there there the concern I have is how much will he Chris Pratt up the role, uh, which. Well, I, I don't. That I don't know will that be it's up that, to. It's up to the director. That will be up to it's the up director. To, uh, so Spielberg if they decide to rein him and, in, then they will. And the, the other thing, to, now he Spielberg has discussed uh, possibly uh, shifting it to uh, the Indiana Jones role to a female role. I can't right. even imagine that that was an, a, a serious thing that he was saying. I, I I wouldn't doubt that for a second. I mean, um, with the success, and his quote is fairly is yeah. fairly like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm I'm on board with that. The thing that troubles me about it is like uh, he, he says. Um, uh, in discussing that possibility of, of Indiana Jones being played by a female, um, I love it. Despite knowing that fans would be outraged over the character's gender changing, he thinks it's time for the change to happen. But the quote troubles me because we'd have to change the name from Jones to Joan, and there would be nothing wrong with that. But she, she, if, it's, if it's a blood relative, if it's a daughter that they pass a torch to... She's still a Jones, I, so why just make her Indiana fucking Jones? I, I think he was trying to be funny. That's yeah. what I, I think, too. I, I, think, he was, I, I think he was trying to be kind of like, oh, Jones, Joan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, you I, know I, what I mean? That's the problem with seeing it not it, physically being spoken. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no sense of the, the context here. They already got a female Indiana Jones. It's, it's, it's Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, so <laughs> let's just let it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just get a torch passed. Let's get some kind of thing happening. I pray it's Chris Pratt. Right. I pray it's go. Chris Pratt. Here's what Will's, Will has to say in the chat room. Indy is in an old age home telling a story to his grandson 
who then goes to find out the truth of the story. There you go. I mean, it's not a bad plot. So point. it's I'm Mutt's, bad, I'm Mutt's kid. Now, nah. well, well, that's how that's how you address Mutt. Maybe <laughs> I think Mutt has grown up. He is cast off the name Mutt, and isn't he Henry Jones the Third or something? Whatever he is, isn't he named after his father or some shit right. like that? Let's let's move forward. Um, I was gonna jump. I was gonna follow the prep sheet, but let's quickly jump to. We got another solo trailer last yep. week. Uh-huh. We didn't talk about it last week simply because we ran out of time, and we're running out of time this week too. But. Um, I still think I, I think it looks great. I have great. no complaints about it. I know people have their hate on um, for, for what for everything. the The thing that describes the hatred of this film perfectly is that meme that I tagged you in the other day. That was like, at this point, stubborn fans would rather have Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, yeah, playing a CGI young. Han Solo. And you want to know, right? Right. You, you want to know, know what's about. ultimately supremely, incredibly disgusting about that thing that it was on Facebook yeah. that you tagged me in there, and then you follow that oh, comment right down there. It's yeah, clearly, it's clearly just, there are people that are actually saying, "Why didn't they do that? Why they totally could have done that? Look what they did in Tron with Jeff Bridges. Look what they did with with Tarkin. They totally could have could have had Harrison Ford do it. Fucking stop it! Not only that. Harrison Ford doesn't want to play Han Solo anymore. No, yeah. He's done he with that He hasn't wanted to play Han Solo since they wrapped the goddamn con- cantina and, scene and in when, the first movie. He didn't want to do Seven. They got him to do Seven. He had that brief bit of, oh, maybe I wasn't quite ready. But then since then, I think he's done. Yeah. And the rumors about, you know, there was going to be flashbacks with him in it in yeah. 8 and all never happened. Nope. Nope. You yeah, know, he's done. He's I mean, done. let it go. He's over it. And what is the problem with this guy who's playing it? He does He looks the part. There's a million things. The, uh, the Don't fan, try to think about it because your head will And the afterwards. fans have cast this Anthony and Gruber dude um, who played young Harrison Ford in the Age of uh, Age of uh, Age of Adeline, which is a movie a year ago, two-year-old movie. Yeah. Maybe it was 2014. Uh, I don't remember exactly. And listen, the dude has a great young Harrison Ford look. He's got the facial expressions down. We may have talked about him, you and I, I think last we, week. Yeah, we talked about we him off the show. Yeah. He's got a handle on the facial expressions really well. He does the voice beautifully. But the dude is an impressionist. And I, I it, people were citing this right and left. Well, he actually played young Harrison Ford. It should be him. And I sought out uh, his work in the, in this Age of, Adel, uh, Age of Adelaide, Adeline, Adeline. Age of Adeline. I keep wanting okay. to say Adelaide, and I'm throwing an extra D in there, but it's Age of Adeline. Um, it, he, there is no chance, that, and I'm sure he auditioned for it, there is zero chance he can carry an entire film, film. as sure. Harrison Ford. Age of Adeline is, is loaded with, it's an impression of Harrison Ford. There's nothing in there to indicate he can carry the film as Han Solo. As Han I'm Solo. sorry. Sure. The guy's not, he's, to me, he's not an actor in that respect. Sure, I mean, he does a lot of voiceover work. I'm, I guess he's an actor, but... No, there's a. I'm certain he auditioned for it. There's a reason they didn't cast him. Give the new guy a fucking shot. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, just, this is this goes back to my my point of like, you know what? Don't release trailers anymore. Just uh-huh. say this is the movie that's coming. It's about this guy. You know, when, when they finally announced the Obi Wan movie, just say here's a promo shot of you and McGregor on on a it, with a sandscape on Tatooine. Yeah. Here's a photo of it, and we'll see you in May when the movie comes out. That's it. Fuck your ass. Yeah. Um, just shut up. It's happening. <laughs> Let it go. And you know what? 
This trailer was even better than the fucking last one. Yep, I'm excited for the movie. Holy it's coming shit! Soon and, and the interactions it looks between like a him and story. Chewbacca were great. Holy shit! There is the, the trailer. Is, well, he looks is, at his cards and goes, uh, "I was just fucking yeah. crying." As laughing. much as people feel he doesn't look like, and he, he, he there is a resemblance there. He, of course, I, I can there buy is. him, and he doesn't have to be perfect he anyway. Be perfect. He doesn't have to look like uh, 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 Harrison Ford's high school photo. Who cares? Um, but there, there is an absolute sense that he has the nuances of Han Solo within him. And I garner that from the trailers out of the gate and how that plays out throughout the course of the whole entire film remains to be seen. But the, I, I see Han Solo in this guy in the trailers. I don't know what the fuck people are complaining about. And you know, you also have to remember when you're doing these characters, when you do a prequel, right? You don't expect to necessarily see all of the same mannerisms. What you might see, these things develop is over where time. they develop, yeah. where they started from, right? We're not we're not talking about Empire Solo. We're talking about a younger, even brasher Solo. Yeah. If that's such if that's possible. I mean, it's yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yep. He doesn't have to be. He's got to pick exactly up on his smugness same. and uh, right. and and swagger from Woody Harrelson is probably what exactly. I'm thinking. Exactly, and also Lando, I'm sure and is going to teach him a thing got, or two because yeah. that son of a bitch is running away with this movie. I'm still convinced. Of yeah. That. Let's, let's and why not? Nah, it, yeah, take let's, it, dude. Take let's, it. Let's talk about some other internet hate because, you know, that's fun. Um, we got our first look this past week via set photos, oh, which is a shame, wh- which I think, honestly, at this point, I think if people sneak onto set and take set photos and publish them illegally, they should just be found out. They should just be arrested Shot. and have yeah. their camera smashed there, there, there needs to, because they're just ruining films. There needs to be a, 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 a there. There are copyright issues with that and so on. Enforce them. And for, exactly to collect the fine and and put and, a fucking and, stop and put to a this. stop to it. So what happened was we got a first look at Beast Boy and Starfire on the set of we got Raven, I think too, uh, right? Oh, and Raven as well. We, yeah, and immediately it was like, well, Raven looks okay, but it looks like she was dressed from Hot Topic, and how come Beast Boy's skin isn't green, and how come Starfire looks like a hooker? And then after the hooker comments, the racial comments started. Hooker. Um, and so Absolutely w- disgusting. when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, Beast Boy looks fine. To me, he looks fine. Yeah, he didn't have the green skin, but that doesn't mean he won't. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you can't gather anything from a, from a non-produced, shitty cell right. phone photo or whatever they shot Whatever they with. shot it from. Even an SLR. It's not, it's not a produced shot. Yeah. And, and – Raven looked enough like Raven where I was like, okay, if this is a really loose, not publicity photo. That's it, so Raven. And like, exactly. Wow. Um, and then, of course, all of the all of the nonsense surrounding Starfire. So we're, we'll focus on Starfire because that seems to be the one that got the most um, kind of push. She arguably is the one that looks the least like the character in right. that particular photo. However, she's wearing a purple dress and tall boots. She's also wearing like a big fur coat, right? Yeah. And every, she looks like a hooker. She, she, she does look like. A... And the fur yeah, coat is not even part of the costume. Yeah, She's just freezing okay, her ass right. off in between so, takes. So the actress comes out and says, "Look, yesterday a photo of me on set leaked online, and it was unfortunate because fans have been waiting months for a photo of Starfire, and a sloppy photo of me on a curb in 15 degree weather is what they got instead." For the sake of our incredible fans, I hated that this is the first picture people are seeing. It's out of context, and it's a misrepresentation of the incredible character I get to play. And also a misrepresentation of the phenomenal production behind it all. Um, yeah, so, and, and there were some other quotes. But yeah, she was, call, it was in between takes. It was 15 yeah. degrees outside. She put on 
either her own coat or a coat that somebody gave her because, you know, Andre's hand wasn't available to keep her warm. Yep. <laughs> Call back. Um, and, and to be quite honest with you, for people call – the part that I found the most funny is that people are calling this – saying that Starfire looks like a hooker. Take the, take the fur coat out of it. Starfire looks like a hooker in a long purple dress and tall boots as opposed to what? Her actual comic book outfits, which in some forms equate to a shoelace and two postage stamps. Yep. But she doesn't look like a, <laughs> but she doesn't look like a hooker then? No. Mm. Oh, my apologies. No, OG. She my looks ap- like a space creature. Oh, is, is that what That's that what is? what they wear in space. Oh, is it really? I mean, it's just ridiculous. But I, I think my takeaway from all of this, first of all, first of all, that being said, even if that was her in the fur coat and the purple dress, I was still like, well, I see enough Starfire in that yeah, to see be where like, they go. Maybe the scene is, maybe the scene is they're blending in. Yeah. Maybe she's not trying to be Starfire. There, there is no context. There is no production. Course. There is no nothing. Of there course. is no room to judge these fucking folks. So here's the the funny None. thing is. So the funny thing is all these people that said all these things. Oh, she's frumpy and blah, blah, blah. So then she put out this quote on her Instagram account. Yeah. And then all these people, if you go and read some of these articles, all these people went to her Instagram account. And so the follow-up comments were like, oh, well, having seen her Instagram account, I... Oh, okay. She, uh, because yeah. you know why? Yeah, backpedal it up. Because she's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. Because she's not a bad looking gal. Nope. So all of a sudden, you take the, the frumpy coat out of it, mm-hmm. and everybody suddenly is okay with it. It's, it's, it's fucking annoying and f- whatever. The internet is garbage. The internet is for porn. All right. Let's move on to, to, to uh, one more trailer very quickly. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but it did come out. Incredibles 2 got its final trailer, I think, this past week. It looks great. It really looks funny. I'm really excited to see um, what they do with it. Done. I don't think we've seen Frozone yet. Have we seen? Oh, we didn't see Frozone. Yeah, yeah. yeah he got a yeah. glimpse of him. I look, there's a, a um, there's a meme going around saying that uh, you know, attention, parents. Incredibles two comes out on such and such a yeah. date. Uh, be aware, this movie is not for your kids. This is for the adults who have waited 13 years to see what the fuck powers Jack Jack has. Keep your rotten little shits at home. Yeah. This is our movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> keep, keep your shits at home. I got a huge kick out of that. All right. Some product, because this was actually a fan request, and we do talk about Sideshow from time to time, and eh, we can do it. We can do it justice in, in enough time to, sure. to talk about it. Uh, Sideshow has a new premium format Daredevil figure um, that is currently open for pre-order. It's 21 inches tall. Um, he's perched on some rooftop in Hell's Kitchen. It's kind of an inspired... Um, costume though right it's an original take on the costume it right? is yeah yes it's not and og pointed this out to me which i had totally forgotten that they have already done a premium format daredevil which i didn't like at all and it was and but that that premium format daredevil was very classic red yeah just sort of red spandex you know, right but it was sort of just i don't know this is a not... weird hybrid between like tv netflix it's, and like it's a little TV. black and gray uh no no not that far it's a little tv it's a little, it's a little more modern-ish yeah. Daredevil than the classic one. So it's got elements from a bunch of different sources, which I think is really great. He's and, and again, like the original premium format, he has some sort of 
<laughs> religious base. Right. Is the best I can, way I can put it. Like, he was standing on a broken angel statue in the yeah. first one. And this one, he's kind of looks like a broken church window. Yep. Um, which is always appropriate because if you know the character, then oh, there it is. So, um, and I actually love this piece. I'm actually, I'm actually going to get this one. It's glorious. I didn't, I didn't get the other one, but I'm getting glorious this one. Glorious piece of statue. So, it comes with um, two heads. Includes, well, hold on, no. Oh. Includes a fabric elastic wire that can be used to connect to his billy clubs in several different configurations uh, on and around his arms. The figure can be displayed with or without the wire for additional presentation options. Um, it comes with a signature red suit is sculpted in various textures and panels accented with black piping and the billy club holster. Um, so it's not fabric, but that kind of makes sense for what it is. Um, there are there are two heads, but only if you get the limited edition. The standard edition is just straight-faced kind oh, of really? Murdoch. The limited edition comes with the second head, which is the grimacing look, which is amazing. It, did, it hasn't gone on yeah. order yet, right? It, it's on pre-order. Oh, it, it, it is on pre-order. pre-order. Are you going to yeah. want to get on that swiftly um, to yeah, get the exclusive it is edition? $575. Yeah. The flex payments, the lowest end of the flex payment, I want to say is 60 bucks or... Uh, it's either 60 or 70, 70, bucks. 70 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, it looks like a beautiful piece. If you're a Daredevil fan, um, especially a more modern take on the character, yep. I think it would be a great piece to have in your collection. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Um, so that that's that. And their uh, T- TV Daredevil shipped. Who's TV Daredevil? The uh, the, the Hot Toys, toys one. Hot Toys one. Oh, so this nice. is not Hot Toys. That's, no, no, no. This is sideshow side format. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was just telling PK um, because I know he's looking forward to seeing that. Very quickly, just since I was on the sideshow page and I was checking out a couple of other things um, earlier this week, J. Scott Campbell through his Instagram and social media account released our first look at the new Tinkerbell statue. Oh, coming to sideshow. So this is the second piece in his Fairy Tale Fantasies line. Ariel, which is the first one. Which Fairy is Tale Hooker's in. line? No. Um, Ariel is the first one in the line, which is coming out. There were two versions of that figure. Mm-hmm. I think I've made my first two payments on that. They're like 30 bucks, 30 or 40 bucks a month, I think, for, the, for those ones. Um, so he, he released the first images of Tink. It's gorgeous. Tink was arguably my favorite design out of those. Right. Out of, out of all those recreations that he did. So I'm pretty excited for that. And they also have a teaser up for Alice. So Ariel, Tink, and Alice are probably my three favorite from his redesigns, I'm pretty excited about that entire line. Those fig- those yeah. statues run you about three hundred dollars. As far as size, they're closer to his um, to his Spider Man line of statues right. that he did. So he did Black Cat, Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane, and then Spider Man size, and they're in, they're in phenomenal. That. His style, all right is here nuts. in Studio Q. Yeah. yeah, I I'm really hoping that. At some point, they let him expand past just the female leads, and they do a hook, even if it's just a special base. Because one of the pieces he did was it was Tink on board Hook's ship, and and it's just Hook looking through the manhole, and you can see just kind of like you know profile of his face and his hair, and and it's Campbell's design, which is always very artistic and flowy and beautiful, and it would make an awesome display. So I'm pretty excited of those. You know, Sideshow always puts out the good stuff. Yep, that's true. Oh, yeah. They do. Um, I don't have anything else. I think we can wrap it up, yeah? Is that everything? I think so. It can't be everything. Is that really everything? Yeah, I think that's everything. everything. Yeah. Well, what the hell? Here. <laughs> and don't forget, <laughs> off they go. You can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. You can find us uh, via Patreon, patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. If you'd like access to the show several days early, as well as access to our Discord room, bonus content, live streams of the show, we have tiers for everybody 
over at Patreon. This month so far on Patreon, we've been a little heavy on the um, on the older episodes because towards the end of the month, I plan on doing a couple of live streams from events. Oh, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, and that's I'm, nice. I'm going to make those videos. Actually, they probably won't be live streams. They'll probably just be videos where we'll do at those events that we'll make available to uh, the $5 tier patrons. We'll do some stuff at Geek Flea and we'll do some stuff at East Coast Comic Con hopefully the next day. So um, Great stuff. Those rewards are coming before the end of the month. You're probably just going to get some. And if you join our $200 a month tier, you get the show before we even record it. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. We send you a DeLorean and a garbage bag filled with recyclables. <laughs> um, so, And don't forget to give the GVM line a call. PK, what's that number? 201-730-BKGS. There you go. Yeah, I tried that. Got you there. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, on social media, I am GeekStuffOG across all of the platforms. I am... Uh, BK Geek Stuff on Twitter and Instagram, yes. and Big Kev GS on the PlayStation, which I just rescued from storage. There you go. And I am K Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram. And get your ass a PSVR, get your ass Spark, and get your ass over to friend me at Flick Dude. And let me, let me kick your ass on the grid and spark. And uh, I don't think we've ever actually given it out. And I forget if he does it in his own intro. But you could also follow Coke Logic. Um, I know he's pretty active on Twitter. So you can follow him at Coke Logic on Twitter. Yep. So uh, cool. I, I think that's it. And with that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode 493. 493. I'm looking at the prep sheet. On the floor. 493. Savages. The one we called (laughs) Full Metal Casket. The way we end some shows by saying, Good night, Milos Foreman, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Let's play Twister, let's play 